With inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone, and feel good music. Yawa Radio is about well being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio. Welcome to Conversations on the Porch, where I'm joined by, well, guests where we just explore the world and explore many things. Welcome to Conversations on the Porch. I wonder who's walking up the gravel path today and knocking at my door. This is Conversations on the Porch. So welcome to the uh, latest episode of Conversations on the Porch, where I'm joined by, wow, inspirational guests from around the world. And uh, what a collection of guests we've got tonight. We've got a guru with us, apparently. So we'll <laughs> we'll come to that very shortly. So we'll, we'll do some introductions as well and just uh, let us know uh, where you are and what you do. And then we'll get into the topic tonight, which is all about positive self-talk. So, Alicia, do you want to kick off? Sure. My name is Alicia. I'm in the United States, um, San Francisco Bay Area. And um, so representing the good old U.S. and along with a, a nice counterpart here. Um, so I am a success coach for high achieving millennials that are transitioning, going into more senior roles and want more courage, clarity and confidence. So I'm happy to be here with the group and um, for tonight's discussion. Cool. Teresa. Hi, I'm in Denver, Colorado, even though my background looks like Kyoto or somewhere much cooler. <laughs> I am whatever you need me to be. I'm an inner power coach. So inner power looks like different things in different at different times. It might be boundaries. It might be um, self-talk. It might be mindset. It might be stopping uh, toxic relationships. Um, I love this topic because I have a TED Talk on the danger of your inner bully that is all about... Um, Kind of what we say to ourselves and why it's not awesome if it's not awesome well we look forward to tonight then laura i'll just point out that i'm not the guru here no <laughs> he, he will make himself known shortly <laughs> he will so i'm laura i am in the uk right down in the southeast in a place called kent uh what do i do I'm a little bit like Teresa. It's like, what do you want me to do? I help people take control in an uncontrollable world, I guess, probably how to say it nice and short and sweet. So over to okay. you guys. Okay. Uh, K. Rashi. Hi, I'm K. Rashi Badalia Kumar. Well, that's my pet name, K. Rashi Kumar. And I'm connecting from Prayagraj, Uttar Pradesh, India. I'm into education and radio broadcasting for over last 25 years. I'm uh, also a citizen journalist. I write and uh, an open poet. And I'm also into divination for over a decade. Um, I believe in love. I work for one life. That's the mission and embracing lives. And uh, uh, that's what I believe in. Spread love and peace. 
Oh, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm going to come to the guru last. <laughs> oh, but Hayley, go with yourself then. I'm definitely not the guru. No. Um, <laughs> I'm Hayley. I coach personal growth for grown-ups, um, helping people to get unstuck and realign, um, make or navigate changes in the midlife phase of life with all that that entails. Cool. Thank you. Um, Steve. My name is Steve Gammon, live in the Northeast United States, which is currently very, very cold. I'm a keynote speaker, an author, and visualization coach, creator of the Vision Board Mastery Program, helping people to understand what their vision really is all about, what they really want in eight major areas of their lives, and also how to understand their why and their purpose and build an action plan to get there. Okay. And, and now a standing ovation for uh, the guru. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, I, I, there's not enough of an ovation. I, I'm not feeling as though I'm getting, you know, enough oh, of the I, look. I forgot to put the soundtrack on. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, hello, this is Russell. So today I was called a guru, but I don't believe that I am one. So there's a bit of self-talk, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I was called on and it took me by surprise. Uh, so this is Russell, uh, the resilience coach. So I'm a leadership coach and talk about all things resilience. What does it really mean? Um, not what we sort of a lot of the time think it really means uh, but was it genuinely mean to be resilient and how can you get to places like optimism uh, in this crazy world that we live in cool okay so tonight's topic then all about positive self-talk um but i guess we also got to touch on the other side of it as well like the negative bit that we can flip to positive um and one of the questions that i love is um when you ask this to people and they look at you a bit wild. Uh, do you talk to yourself? And um, many people go, do you think I'm mad, Steve? Talking to myself? Of course I don't talk to myself. But then the next thing is, well, do you actually think? Okay. Because how you're not thoughts and what you're thinking, is that not the self-talk in your head? If, if that makes sense. Does that resonate with people on the call? Russ, yeah, resonate with yourself. Absolutely, yes, it does. Yes, it does. I, I've got, I know, I've got a high self-talk, so I do talk to myself a lot. I'm aware that I do. It goes way back to my sort of NLP qualifications, and I just suddenly went, oh yeah, I'm literally, I am chatting to myself uh, all of the time. I'm having conversations with people, future ones, past ones, um, thinking ahead, projecting to them, and uh, just occasionally. Uh, if I'm having a passionate conversation myself and walking down the street, it might literally just leak out into me saying something out loud, but it's fine. I'm all right. I'm not odd. I'm literally just <laughs> taking the, I'm just taking the self-talk to, you know, the next level. But yeah, I, I, I talk to self all the time. I just work stuff out in my head all the time. Good. Uh, Teresa, you, what about yourself? Not only do I talk to myself, I answer myself. Oh. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> Definitely not a one-way conversation all up in here. Um, I feel like for the most part, um, I, I'm also intuitive. I've been an intuitive since childhood and I would often hear things and I'm like, huh. And I just got very familiar. Some of us had imaginary friends. I had imaginary voices, um, friendly voices for the most part in my head. And uh, I would converse with them. It, it kept me from being lonely a lot of the time. The uh, difference is being able to recognize for me, 
when my self-talk has veered off into the judgment or the critical or what I call the inner bully. Um, and that's not me. That is some version of expectation, uh, cultural or familial or my hyperachiever, my overachiever stepping in. So for me, it's been recognizing, um, yeah, I talk to myself and yes, I answer. Because we're answer. having a two-way conversation. <laughs> and I wonder what those answers are sometimes. We'll probably go for that a bit later. Alicia? Yeah, I think it's very natural and normal um, to have that self-talk, that inner dialogue. And one of the best things that I've heard is, you know, something that kind of keeps me grounded as I'm listening is that thoughts are not facts. And so we can have those thoughts in our heads of like, oh, I'm, you know, totally going to, you know, mess up in that presentation. It's going to be a disaster. And what am I thinking? Or, you know, what are you thinking and saying yes to doing it? Um, you know, that might be some of the narrative. But we get to choose what we listen to and what we say, well, you know what? Thanks for sharing you inner chatter, but I'm going to choose to hear something else and to put some, you know, a different narrative in it. So what's great about that self-talk is that we have control over it. We can't control what others are saying to us, so we can control, influence, alter what we say to ourselves. So we are at choice and can change the narrative of that self-talk. We don't like, what we're, you know, what those voices are saying versus someone else. It's not so easy to say, you know what, just pipe down and, and go away when well, we can do that with ourselves of like, yeah, yeah, you go sit in the corner. I'm going to go create another little storyline here. Oh, and, and you concur with that Laura as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much of the, the belief. There is a choice. I call it a conversation for one. It's like, <laughs> like, where it. you're like You can get caught in a conversation <laughs> for one and you remember have to, there is a choice and you can make it a conversation for two, even if it is just conversation as I do frequently, a conversation with a post-it note um, in order to create that <laughs> loop, to make that choice. But it helps, you know, it's like it helps with that back back to Teresa's point about the inner bully. And it's too easy for it to become perhaps a critical voice where you sit in judgment of it if you don't allow it to be positive. And so I have to sometimes break my loop for a conversation for one and have a conversation to you or a conversation with a post-it note i've just got this vision of this post-it note on the wall answering back now i've got this imagination going Go oh on. trust me steve it does answer back sometimes <laughs> it really does <laughs> okay rashi yeah self-talk is very natural as one of my friends and uh, yes steve i do converse a lot with myself and there's a reason behind that because uh, uh i'm a lover of solitude and i uh, find my companionship with myself. Uh, I really celebrate that. So of course, self-talk, it helps you. Uh, you converse with yourself. You know, when the times are low, it's you who is motivating oneself that, yes, Rashi, you can do it. Or even it's 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 a negative dialogue, you know, that has happened somewhere. So it's you participate in that discussion also. And again, it's a self-talk happening. As said, you know, that I mean, the garbage, it should be kept away from the mind. So uh, it helps you a lot. And of course, you have your conscious thoughts, you have your inbuilt beliefs. But more than that, I guess, as you will proceed in your discussion uh, ahead, uh, more than that, I believe in the voice of the conscience, you know, we'll talk about it later. Mm -hmm. So yes, you do talk in terms of motivating yourself, you're your own self motivator, you talk to yourself, 
Um, and uh, it helps you in staying positive and looking towards the brighter side of life. It's, it's something very natural. You do talk to yourself and you keep telling yourself nothing is impossible. All is well. Yes, you can do it. The world is not that bad. Oh, till you are good, you're contributing to the world. So, yes, self-talk. It goes very natural. Cool. Haley, we going to add anything? Yeah, I think it is completely natural and we mostly we all do it I think it's the extent to which we notice it that's that makes a difference when you it's almost like having a sat nav on versus it driving the car when you notice it you you can start to make the change but I think a lot of people perhaps don't notice what their self-talk is up to mm -hmm. and they just accept that narration through their day as being valid Whereas it's when we actually become aware of it, that's when that choice starts to switch in a little bit. Well, okay. And, and Steve? Similar to what Haley just said, she she said it perfectly about having that inner narrator that's documenting your day. Now, here in the States, one of the most famous voices that people would love to have is their inner voice is an actor named Morgan Freeman. Hmm. Very relaxing, very positive, very soothing voice. My voice that I had, I'm 54 years old now, and probably until about a decade ago, Mine was not so much Morgan Freeman, but a couple of sock puppets that were just verbally abusive to me on a regular basis. It was it was like watching a, a sports game and, and hearing the announcers going, well, let's see how he can screw up this situation. See if he did it worse than the last time. I could disguise everything with humor because I, I was a stand-up comic, a radio personality. I've been a speaker now for 18 years, and the humor is a big part of what I do. I hid the damaging self-talk behind humor i won't even say for years but for decades wow. and didn't realize how much i was hindering my own growth and putting myself down with the excuse of well if i put myself down it'll keep the rest of the world from doing it because i can do it actually better than they can and for a long time i not that i thought it was positive i didn't see it as much of a negative as it actually turned out to be in a friend about 10 or 11 years ago, called me out on it and showed me everything that was happening because of it. And the road since then has been a lot better. Uh, closer to Morgan Freeman and happier sock puppets. Then right. Okay. So let let me let me put this to you then as um for, for the people listening tonight, um, and and they all go, Well, it's all right for you, lot. You're all coaches, you're all working the personal development arena, um, you're all Mr. and Mrs. Positive. Come on, you don't live in the real world, right? What would you say to that, Russ? What would you say? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it it comes up a lot. It's like it's all right for you, and I suppose um, the, the 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 answer that I have. So I talk about the resilience piece, and I've got the resilience wheel that I talk about, and one of the ones that I've uh, added to it is just this word meaning. So all I can sort of play back to people is just like. How aware are you of how you answer the questions of uh, how was your day? How was your meeting? How was your weekend? How was your holiday? How's it going? Because in that instance, you're telling yourself uh, and everybody else your beliefs about yourselves. So it's just then really trying to positively challenge them that it is within their gift to do something about it, you know, Um so there is an element of the life that they're living is coming from how they are talking 
to themselves mm-hmm. uh and you know then it can give examples of you know when i've had unhelpful uh self-talk myself uh, but then going so i now know that i've got this tip tool and technique around to change that adapt it reframe it not just magically um tell myself uh, a, a new different set of uber positive lies that aren't true you have to find a way of um the meaning that you attach to events you've got to be able to believe them but you could also shift and challenge uh your beliefs um and i suppose it's really people that challenge like to go well you know i'm not uber positive all of the time i'm also still human i have days when you know i'm um, the things that i say to myself or my answers to the question of how's your day how's it going how's you, your experiences they can sometimes be pretty sort of damning but then it's about noticing how i'm saying it and what i'm doing about it oh okay so here we go then Teresa. um how would you respond to that there you are cooking on gas to the outside world tedx speaker everything in the garden is rosy <laughs> how would you respond that is a load of hooey <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know the, the reference of words on rpg yeah. or not that languaging on the radio but it's a load of hooey uh i have it's a choice i I think it was lisha or lord that said you have to make that choice oh my god when uh i had a car accident and um ended up with a brain injury and my brain was telling me how much of a failure i was not oh and and this is i also wanted to reference what Haley said most of us think that self-talk is us Right. We relate to it. So here's my freaking brain saying, <laughs> yeah, you're screwing it up. You're making a mistake. And then it would not only say that it would like show up with all this evidentiary support. Here's all of the mistakes you've ever made. Let me show you a picture. <laughs> and it was like it was worse than the ghost of Christmas past. It was, um, you know, chains and scary. Thanks, Charles Dickens. But the whole voice and that that, that inner whatever self-talk would be telling me the things that I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. Now, I had to make the choice to not listen to it because I knew it wasn't my brain. But as Haley's point, how many people think that's them telling themselves those things? But we don't realize that we have a choice, right? Like we might be adrift in the, uh, this is my adrift in, (laughs) in in life and whatever voices show up or whatever we tell ourselves, we believe it to be true. So there's a great quote, and I've not been able to find out who, who it started with. It's attributed to Einstein, but it wasn't. Um, you have to, the, the most important decision you'll ever make is do I live in a hostile or a friendly universe? And this is the universe that we have the first control over and recognizing it's a choice and it's not us. We can actually, as I think it was Leisha said, that we can direct it. We can, mm-hmm. we can make that choice. So I would say it's a load of hooey. I have to make the choice all the time. There's a, there's a, there's a part of me that wants to get things right, wants to get things off my list, wants to, you know, I have this drive to do this stuff and I got to be like, yo, chill. chill. It's okay. Cool. Alicia, any thoughts on that? Any expansion on that? Yeah. Um, you know, to further that being a choice, it's actually also, and in what Haley said too, of that awareness, there's actually a physiological muscle that can catch and intercept that voice. So when I catch myself saying something like, you know, oh, if I, you know, make this for dinner, then so-and-so is not going to like it. And if I do this and they're going to be upset with me. And so I say like, oh yeah, you know what? Okay. There's that voice that is saying, this has to be perfect. Everything has to be just right. And so as soon as I catch it, it's kind of like, you know, if you put your hand on a burner, 
It only does you good for one second to notice, oh, there's something to pay attention to. So for us to say, hey, we've got this voice to notice it and then catch it, we can then say, okay, hmm, interesting. Yeah, no one's going to like that. What's true about that? Am I going to listen to that or am I going to listen to something else that's going to better serve me of that curiosity? Maybe asking, hey, so-and-so, what would you like for dinner tonight? And so we can guide and maneuver and direct. And for those that say, hey, you're a coach, you've got it all figured out. It's like, yes, I'm a coach, but first and foremost, I'm a human. And as a human, there are thoughts that serve, thoughts that don't serve, and we all have them. And we are all capable of saying, hmm, there's this awareness, let's move through this. And for those that don't have that skill, anyone, as you know, unless they're compromised for you know some other reasons, can gain that skill, can become more aware by talking to others. Hey, how do I tune into this? It's kind of like, you know, if you are trying to get greater focus on a lens, how can I zoom in more, get more focus on this voice? I'm paying attention, maybe, you know, taking notes of what it's saying, what patterns I'm noticing. Oh yeah, whenever I'm interacting with my mother-in-law, then there's this voice that's saying these things. And so then you can say, I'm going to see my mother-in-law. Those voices are going to come how am I going to respond differently? So it's not something that takes years of practice to do. And I know that from working with clients, it's something that is a skill and a muscle that can be strengthened in a relatively short period of time. Cool. And I think just expanding on this event and Karis and Laura and, and Steve and Haley on this one as well, people, people see you doing what you're doing now. Okay. And they think you've never had any adversity in life, I guess, because they see you working as this, you know, this coach, use Russell's word, this guru or whatever. Um, so what? how would you respond to that, uh, Kairoshi, Laura, Stephen and Haley? It's like with you, Kairoshi, you know, they see you now as this best-selling author, broadcaster, um, spreading love all across the world and your life is in a perfect situation. Um, but I guess yeah. it's not always been like that from the from the self-talk arena. Yeah, I, I, I love to pick it up from... Uh from here that uh, uh, as I talk about self-talk, I would love to club it with voice of conscience. Uh, self-talk happens at two levels. That's what I believe, Steve. It happens at a level where, you know, our talks are, you know, it's day-to-day -day life, you know, the familiar activities, you know, it's related to yourself. Uh, how will I cook? How will I manage the things, you know? How will I meet the deadlines? You know, th these are simple things. But their point comes where your self-talk, it has a purpose, purpose of analysis, purpose of personal development and uh, introspection. You look with it because uh, at times maybe you feel that you've hurt someone, your words have hurt someone. So it's a kind of a guilt that's at the back of your mind and you are telling yourself it shouldn't have been that way because you're not a person who will hurt someone. Then secondly, at point of time it happens when you're counseling the other person then it's a self-talk you have to get down to the level of that person to understand the psychology of that person and then to help them and all this conversation is happening within you so the broader and the elevated sublime version of self-talk definitely positively if you see the kind of self-talk i do even when i forget trust me steve as my friends, they are from uh, the into they are into intuitive counseling, and I am also uh, doing a lot of divination work. Can you believe when it's left incomplete, even that self talk happens to you through your dreams? 
right? Through your voice of conscience. Now, that's a very elevated thing to talk about because right now, uh, yeah, the question that you ask, that, you know, uh, for the world at times it happens, and the world thinks that you, you are perfect. There's no pain in your life, you know, there are no sorrows in your life. So how you tell yourself, let me tell you, it definitely leaves me very disgusted, right? Because it really leaves you because there's so many things, because three things I always hide from the world and I treat them very, very personal. Steve, that's one, my tears, my sorrow and pain, right? <laughs> These are the three things because I believe, and that's a fact, when you smile, the world smiles with you and you cry and you cry alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so definitely you don't appreciate, but then you tell yourself that that is how the other person's inbuilt belief is. There's a lot of comparison in the mind of the other person. Because sometimes people, you know, they feel satiated, like if they're crying. And if you also start shedding tears so where they feel satiated. So it's like that. They want to know about it. And most of the time people are also sad or their stress or anxiety increases just because they see you very happy and how you could be happy even if you're facing the problems in life how could you manage to be happy in life so yes i think okay, okay. Laura, laura yeah laura anything to add steve go laura go first i think it goes back to be fair for me personally to my point where i first started is there's a reason I call it, it's a conversation with one, because I am literally, I have done so much self-talk that like, you know, I have to start making a conversation for two, even if it is with a post-it note that kind of sort of talks back to me, because I've had to step out of my own head in order to be able to get to where I am now to overcome the adversity that I have. And, you know, like Teresa, I too have done a TED talk and if people knew that, and I, I joke when people say, oh, well, you've done a TED talk, that's amazing. And yeah, it is amazing. Suffice to say, I do also tell them that if you look at it closely, every time there's a change in whether I'm looking face on the camera or side on the camera, that's because actually I'm fluffing my lines up because I'm going, oh, no, I've got it all wrong. Oh, I've got it all back to front. And, and I'm I'm crucifying myself because I'm saying, but you should know this. You have, you absolutely knew it so well. You could have memorised it in your seat. You have been reciting this in and my brain is going round and round and round and round. And I've slipped into this the negative self-talk, that, you know, the inner critic, whatever you want to call it. And that's where, where we don't break this cycle for me of having this, com as I call it, a conversation for one, where somebody is giving you a balanced perspective. It can so easily drag you downwards rather than upwards. And I don't think, I don't think I'm any less immune to that than anybody else in this world. I just have found, and it is a post-it note, um, as a means to be able to recalibrate so that I can find a way to adjust myself. I mean, I've got better with it. it you know, quite often it'll be an artist sketch just because I don't have to, you know, just any words at any point. But I think that for me is, I don't consider myself to be any different because I've been, exposed to many similar experiences to anybody else I've just chosen a different life path to become a coach and do the various things I've done doesn't mean that I've had necessarily different experiences to, to somebody else that's got me to where I am I just may be slightly more conscious aware 
doesn't mean I necessarily take any notice of it in that moment. I don't know, than the next person. Okay. Um, Hayley, anything you'd like to share? Oh, yeah. I mean, in in terms of being coaches and how we deal with it and that we should supposedly be, be immune, this is the first podcast I've ever done. So my inner critic was having a party, an absolute party about what on earth are you doing? Who are you to even go on it? No one will care about what you have to say. You're not immune. Nobody, I don't think, is immune in any way. It's just, it is, like everybody has said, it's the choice of what you you do with that and what you stop, what you allow it to stop you from doing. When it starts impacting your actions, that's, you know, a different step. But I think as well, in terms of being aware of the inner critic when it's up to no good, um, it's having somewhere else to go to. So we all are aware of, of how to change those thoughts, but a lot of the time it's so much easier to beat ourselves over the head than it is to find self-compassion, where it is to find the good things about ourselves. We don't often speak those over ourselves. Um, we're much, I don't know, we're honed in, much more honed in on, on criticism and we store that very tightly where we let the, the compliments and the good things and all what we've succeeded at, we let that go. So. It's about finding a space where we have somewhere else for those thoughts to go to, I think, so that we've got something solid to focus on. Because just trying to ignore this negative self-talk doesn't really work. <laughs> it's not gonna go away. We can't just blank it out. We can't pretend it doesn't exist. We need to be able to take ourselves somewhere else. Wow, wonderful. And and uh, I love that bit where you say that inner critic was when I'm coming on this podcast, what the hell am I doing? And uh, yeah. <laughs> Well done, you. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> and now, Steve, I know, I mean, you talk a lot about this in your in your show, Motivational Firewood, and, and, and your story. Because if somebody yeah. said to you, Mr. Steve Gamlin, you've cracked it, mate. You've got it all, right? It's not the case, is it? From... No, it never is. And, no. and this is so perfectly timed because yesterday I shared on social media a picture of me from the summer of 2001, back in the tail end of my radio career, on stage in front of 15,000 people with fabulous rock star hair and about 25 <laughs> pounds lighter, just looking confident, appearing confident, sounding confident in front of 15,000 people. But yet, and I said this in, in the post on social media, I said that guy was just barely hanging on in every part of his life. Not super confident. Marriage was starting to show cracks, which eventually a year later fell apart. Financially, was in really rough shape. But people have this illusion about us, especially, you know, at the time I was locally a radio star. So people think we had it all together. Most of us here are either speakers, coaches, authors, um, or, or something else. So people think we have it all together. And when people say that to me, I finally learned to answer it this way. First off, thank you very much. Second, I was my first client. In everything I've done, whether it be the vision board program or the coaching, getting through self-talk, I have been my first client on every new direction or level that I've reached. And it starts in our in our mirrors every morning. And the person in my mirror is no better or worse than the person you have in your mirror. It's all in how we choose to talk to that person. And, and Haley inspired me to, to explain it this way while she was saying something so perfectly. We don't have to let that other, that negative voice doesn't have to be allowed to speak and i think of it like a press conference 
and and people are fielding questions and then the the moderator just goes uh yes you in the back oh wait a second no uh we don't want to hear from you today mm-hmm. you know there's so many different voices we don't have to let the negative one speak to us and and i talk to myself first thing every morning before my eyes are barely open i'm giving myself a thumbs up and high-fiving the mirror in the morning which makes me smile and laugh that's how i start my day wow God, you need to come and stay with me, Steve, because I wake up and go, oh, what sometimes? Oh, what am I doing now? But hey, that's another story. (laughs) Oh, why am I getting up at this time? Okay, I've got a little challenge for you all now, right? A little bit of fun, okay? Because the other thing that sometimes crops up is, well, if I say something to myself and then I tell myself the opposite, I'm just lying to myself, okay? That comes up. So I'm just lying. So I've got three phrases here. That I'd like you to think about um, and how could you turn these phrases into something positive without the implication that you're lying to yourself. OK, so it's just a little bit of fun. OK, so the first one is, oh, I'm bored. OK, so think about how you could flip that one round. The next one is, oh, I'm so tired. Right. So a bit of negative talk there. How could you flip that one around? And um, and, and then for all us um, Brits over here, that we love to talk about the weather because uh, we just get infatuated with it. Oh, what a rubbish day. It's raining again, right? So just think about how could you flip those round without lying to yourself, right? Because... When you use the word something like I'm bored and we talk about the mind-body connection and our thoughts, how does that reflect itself in, in the body? You're tired, right? So you slow down. So if um, I feel like, um, what's that program over here? Blankety blank. Blankety blank. Blankety blank. You don't see this in America. It's a game show over here and people have to put their hands up or press a light when they want to have a go first. So... When everybody's any, any, anybody ready or wants to go with the I'm bored one, Laura's waving away at me. Go for it, Laura. Can't turn the mute off. Well, I actually wasn't going with the bored, I'm bored one. Can what? I go with number three instead? Yes. Because actually, I did do just this a couple of weekends ago when it literally, Friday night in the UK, all I could see was rain. Rain, rain, and rain. And I just went, you know what? I'm actually going to take a book out this weekend. And I'm actually going to sit and read a book. I read two and a half books that weekend. And do you know, I did pop out for all 10 minutes to nip something to my sisters the other side of the town, because that was literally the only 10 minutes that I got in basically probably 72 hours in a break from the rain, but I felt immensely calm. I felt really energized by Monday morning. And so what a rubbish day it's raining again, really did just go, well, I'm gonna read a book. And as I say, I read two and a half books. I felt totally energized. I felt like I did have the lights on to pretend that I was somewhere like nice and sunny, but (laughs) it was amazing. I, I, I kid you not, I haven't read two and a half books since actually I sat on a beach for four weeks, two and a half years ago. So I felt exceptionally proud of myself. Wow, so wow. I started at number three, but that is exactly what I did. And I can totally tell you, I found my 
in a positive voice and I switched that conversation for one into a positive space. Well done, oh. you. Now, the people can't see this on the radio, but, um, oh, Leisha, Leisha, you've just changed screen. You've gone to my top left. Yes, you were waving at <laughs> I, me. I raised, yes, I, I raised my hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, Steve, if you wanted to finish what you were saying first, I don't mind waiting. No, 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 sorry, right, go. Go for it. So, yeah, but what Laura inspired is that, you know, it's looking at it as either something that can be accepted or converted into a gift or an opportunity. So, you know, with it raining so much, it's like, oh, that's an opportunity to do something that this kind of weather inspires. And, um, you know, even with like, I'm bored, I've got two young children. So I hear this a lot. And I'm like, you're just you're between activities. And so there is that next thing that's like ahead of you waiting to be discovered. So I'm bored, it means like, oh, you know, you're about to like, turn into a, a new opportunity or inspiration of something to do of like, oh, you know, what's next in my adventures for today. And then you know, even being tired, as Haley mentioned, that compassion being so important, then that can be like, oh, you know what, I'm tired, hmm. feeling tired. And you know, my body is telling me that it maybe needs some rest, maybe I'm pushing myself too much. And so out of compassion, what can I do? Do I have time for a power nap? Do I have time to maybe, you know, do one less thing? Um, and, you know, wait until tomorrow to go to the grocery store or whatever it might be. So looking at, you know, this thing that might seem quote unquote bad and turning it into an opportunity where there's inspiration, compassion, learning, um, you know, something fun, then, you know, that's a way to kind of turn that self-talk into something more joyful. Wonderful. Anybody else waving at me? Well, I think Steve. Uh, uh, oh, Kay Rashi's gone. Yeah. We'll come to you, yeah. Teresa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's what uh, the challenge is to move from dark to light, or uh, maybe from uh, uh, what do you call uh, uh, from pessimism to optimism, awesome. looking towards the brighter side, towards the hope, as you said. I'm bored. So, first of all, it's like, uh, what am I talking to? myself about that's one and how will I take that challenge so immediately uh, as you talk about flipping it replacing it so first of all you have to accept the thing so yes because you said you're not lying to yourself so to accept the fact that yes I'm getting bored but don't you think that at times even getting bored is interesting so it's good you just step up yourself even getting bored is interesting it gives you a spark so this is how I will take it secondly uh, I'm tired so that's a signal you give to your brain, to your body, to your impulses, to your belief system that, uh, no, I feel energetic. A good cup of coffee would help. And trust me, Steve, and all my friends out there, listening to a love song always gives me a pet. I love listening <laughs> to romantic, beautiful, soft love songs, whether English or Hindi. And uh, that really, you know, it takes my tiredness so that's a good exchange, you know, uh, you know, Wonderful. your, your, uh, you don't feel exhausted anymore. And the last one, uh, it's rubbish because it's been raining, raining. So we have a card in this tarot and it's a card of celebration. So, you know, just, just enjoy the mud, enjoy the rain and enjoy yourself. So it's, it takes a fraction of a second, but I think acceptance it yes, it, it changes everything. Cool. Okay, Rush, I've got this big vision of when it's raining that you go and write another book. 
<laughs> you've got, <laughs> yeah, 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 you've yeah. got four books out already, so I'll go and write another one. It's raining. Oh, <laughs> Teresa. Um, you guys are so much more evolved than me. My I'm bored is a teenager in my head and she shows up all the time. <laughs> I'm so bored and there's nothing to eat here. And I work a lot and I, I, I enjoy my work, but then my teenager shows up and be like, you're not, you're just going to make us work more. You're going <laughs> to pretend that it's fun and it's just more work. Aren't you? So I like to, first of all, I'll stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> um, and I let myself have the visual of being a bored, I'm so bored teenager because it cracks me up. It lightens my mood. As Rashi was saying, it takes that darkness, that heaviness into lightness and I stomp. And then I'll ask myself, what sounds fun? I don't know. You know, and I'll, I, I will, I, you know, this is the conversation of one, except it's, you know, mm -hmm. me and me. And, and then I have a list of things that for me sound like play. So I, I deal with boredom a lot and I deal with, you don't do anything fun, the voice in my head. So I have a list of the, what else, what else could I do? And I'll read that list and I'll pick something. Usually if I turn on, I like EDM, which is like, I will turn on EDM music and I will like dance in my kitchen, in my living room. And I have, instead of fighting that boredom feeling, I have done something. And then after that, I sort of forget and go do something. The other one is uh, when I say I'm tired, the minute I say it, I'm like, brain burn. Because our brains have a certain amount of attention. I didn't realize this until my accident. And yeah. then when it starts to falter, you can try caffeine, you can try sugar, you can try all kinds of things, but really what it needs is no input one minute. I used to have to do, um, every 30 minutes, I had to take a five minute meditation when I started healing my brain after a year and a half of no stimulus. So I do five minutes, uh, yeah, five minute meditations for 30 minutes of work. Well, now I can make it, you know, a, a couple hours, but then when I start to get tired, brain break, close my eyes, breathe, sit. And it only has to be 30 seconds, a minute. And instead of it being something I have to slog through or push through or, or force myself, even when that boulder, it, you know, it starts getting down. I'm, I'm pushing a boulder uphill. Three cups of coffee is not going to do it. Um, <laughs> or really good English tea. So, oh, thank you for that, Teresa. Yes, recognizing the English tea. We appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, those are the only two that I came up with. I'm okay. sorry about your rubbish day. I'm sorry oh, about your rain. Okay. I think it would be so much fun, like Mary Poppins, to like <laughs> splash around in the puddles in the UK. I would get some wellies or great boots and go splash around. But I might get tired of it after a certain number of days. But... <laughs> oh, I love it. Russell, anything you want to add? Yeah, so uh, thank you. Just listening to all of these, really, really helpful. I, I suppose um, my my actual sort of immediate reaction to a lot of these things is something I'm bored, I'm tired. I, I'm literally sort of going, and so what? Mm -hmm. That that's that's a lot of a response a lot of the time of, uh, you know, does it matter? Good, fine. So I, I suppose that's just uh, there's not the immediacy of the assumption about whether it is like a negative or a positive and it's just like yeah and so what do you want to do with that then okay so it's mm -hmm. probably a bit more of an a, immediate challenge back essentially if somebody says it uh of you know or even just like you know good on you well done wish i was bored too uh, <laughs> where sometimes there's some of the things that i go with literally just to sort of um just you know show a mirror back to people to mm -hmm. go 
yeah, and and how come you want me to be bothered about that? You oh, know, yeah. is, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not really sure that uh, whether I'm you know um, interested or not. If you're bored, fine, great. You carry on being bored over here, and I'll be over here. And I think it just completely makes people just do a bit of a head spin and a head wobble and go, oh. Oh, all right then. Uh, if that's how you're going to react to it, then I'll just um, yeah, want to engage with it then. Right, fine, and just move on. Cool. Okay, Haley, anything you want to add? They've been scribbling away there, and they've been talking. I have, I have, oh. and also I'm very, very bad at finding my mute button. That isn't my inner critic. I just am. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I, I agree with everything that Leisha said, and with 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 the kids. I, I'm bored. I hear that a lot, and so yeah, that's that sort of made me shudder a bit when you said it initially. <laughs> um, I think it, what's interesting when we have self-talk of any type, it, it's actually asking us to pay attention to something. So for me, how I would respond is not to go to positivity and find all the brilliant things, but just to go to curiosity before I can get anywhere else. So with I'm bored. What, I say this to my son and he absolutely loves it. I'll say to him, what do you find most interesting? And that's something that I have to ask myself. I mean, obviously he hates it when I say that because then he has to think. So, you know, and he has to do something and he has to get curious himself, but that's my stock response. And with I'm tired, exactly like Leisha said, it's that compassionate, so am I tired? Do I need to rest or do I need something else? You know, is that boredom masquerading as tiredness? Am I overwhelmed? Am I stuck? Am I procrastinating and avoiding what is it but without the curiosity we don't find the answer um and with the it's raining again this is my entire life at the moment and walking a very boisterous labrador no matter what happens outside i'd have just come to the point of thinking and i'll just put the wellies on you know and <laughs> i find a puddle in teresa i did do that this afternoon i slid it was frightening for a moment i didn't want a wet bum but you know it's it's just the acceptance of it it is and like russell was saying and you know it doesn't never mind it's not going to stop anything it just means it's the wellies oh wonderful stuff wonderful wonderful stuff steve you know going around the uh, the whole panel here reminded me of how long it's been since I actually said I was bored. And and that was something many years ago. I just sit around and go, I'm bored. There's, you know, there's nothing going on. I don't have anything happening right now. And something, again, I keep following Haley and she keeps like in, in the game of volleyball, she's setting up the ball right above the net and six <laughs> foot two me is going to spike it. There are so many opportunities and so many, you know, things to notice around us. It can be overwhelmed. Yes. But if you find, like she says to her son, what is the most interesting thing right now? And for me, if I've got nothing going on, if I have nothing on my schedule, like this past Sunday, uh, Tina and I took her dad out to lunch. We came home and I just thought, well, I've got an afternoon, nothing going on. And I looked at our baking cabinet and I said, well, I can make some cookies for the homeless shelter because they've asked if we're going to start baking again. And I said, okay. So I made 30 oatmeal raisin cookies. Then I made a loaf of banana bread in the instant pot. And then I made... And I measured 47 and a half inches of French bread. So what I thought was going to be a quiet, boring afternoon, all of a sudden became part of the, one of the most engaged parts of my weekend, just looking around and seeing something that could happen. What if, what if I just looked up away from my shoes, away from the floor for a minute and found something interesting? Well, we just bought a whole new bag of flour. Maybe I could bake something. Well, let me look up recipes, cookies. We have raisins. We have this, we have that. And all of a sudden it became three and a half hours 
of the favorite part of my weekend. And yesterday, instead of being bored, I got to actually bring them to two different shelters that help the homeless. So it's just like Haley said, if you just look around and find something interesting and have the right self-talk, stop saying I'm bored. What could be great about this situation? What could I do right now? And for me, a lot of it involves good classic rock music as well. Not so much the romantic songs like K. Rashi said, but mm -hmm. if, if I can, if, if I don't think the neighbors can see through the windows, I've got Alexa playing the Rolling Stones and I'm doing my Mick Jagger, Keith Richards hybrid throughout the whole house, bringing oh. excitement and really good self-talk to, uh, to chase away the boredom. I think we need to capture that on video, Steve. I think the neighbors probably already have it. <laughs> oh, okay. Wonderful. Look, we're nearly at the end of this because time's flown by again. Um, the couple that I heard for on board was, and you've talked about interesting, um, how could I make this more interesting? One, I, one that I heard. Um, I'm tired was, um, oh, I could do with more energy. Because when you say you're tired, you get that physiology. I could do with more energy, just lifts you a bit. Uh, and when it's raining again, well, the weather could be a little bit better, but I'll make the best of the day. So that's that's the sort of three things that, that I'd heard. So, look, time has flown by again. It's been absolutely awesome. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up and say goodbye. Have you enjoyed yourself tonight? Has it been good fun? Absolutely. It's been yes. great, yeah. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool. a lot. And um, and we'll think of a, a topic for the next one. I think the next one's going to be in the new year now because I think we'll uh, that the timings would make it Christmas Eve or something daft like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't think we'll be doing that on Christmas Eve. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll look forward to the next topic. Um, thanks for joining us on Conversation on the Porch. And as I always say, whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have a wonderful day. You're listening to Yawa Radio and we love to bring you details of the inspirational book of the week. This week's inspirational book of the week is a gift, your self-help companion to life at crossroads by K. Rashi Kumar. You know, it's never too late in life for the time you begin is the right time. The very first responsibility on you is of yourself, for who can love you more than you. Instead of just chasing your goals outside, you also need to look within to find answers to your many unsolved queries. Life is full of opportunities. You merely need to realize and recognize it. If you look forward for an everlasting companion to love, support and guide, you carry this handbook along and keep it within reach for a quick reference when at crossroads or in doubt. To understand myriad shades of your persona, a gift is the best solution. Have a delightful reading. This week's inspirational book of the week is a gift, your self-help companion to life at crossroads by K. Rashid Kumar. This has been Conversation on the Porch. Owen will be joining me on the next episode, walking up the gravel drive and knocking at the door. This has been Conversations on the Porch. This is Yawa Radio.